Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here in downtown Los Angeles. Brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions. And there it is. Welcome to the Portaway Podcast. It's a little bit different than it usually is. I'm at home for this one. Uh, I'm going to tell a long story short. We tried to do a live yesterday. And I wasn't mad that then nobody tuned into the live. It's part of life. Hey, here's what it is. The audio and the setting just wasn't fitting for a podcast. So we are here redoing the show. Ant was on the show yesterday. He with his family today. I ain't going to say where he is. Y'all, half of y'all probably already know where he at, but I ain't for those who don't, I ain't going to say where he is, but we do got a special, a special man, a special guy, a special guest today joining the Portaway podcast from beginning to end. Welcome to the Portaway podcast. Yet again, my guy, your guy, everybody's guy, Showbiz the Adult. What's up, my people? This is Showbiz the Adult. All right, man, look, what's up, boy? <laughs> look, 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 look. I, I said, here's the thing. I love how we didn't rehearse nothing. And I just told I said, we're going to recap, you know, Ryan Garcia, and then we're going to look for, you know, da, da, da. But I just want, I, I just wanted you to be you. And so yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you just got on being you. Right, right, right. That's going to be at hundred percent brother. I want to talk about you real quick. Okay. What the hell? I don't know. Dude, listen, <laughs> you're on the zone killing it, bro. I mean, Shit sharp. I rewatched that Ryan Garcia event because of you. Ooh. To, see, to see how you look, how you sound on there doing everything, the way you were doing it, my brother, bringing yeah. your experience, the way you brought it and everything you said uh. was right on the money. I was learning shit yeah. throughout your entire commentary, brother. Love yeah. you, boy. Come on now. And then, so real quick, and then let me shout out. So you said you wanted to talk about me. Uh, I put this team together, so I want to shout out my producer. He just came and wiped my camera, and, and now I look like a brand new man. <laughs> my brace is, is back on fleek. <laughs> but no, listen, man, we we did the production meeting, and when I every time I've worked with The Zone on the big fights, they only have me do upstairs at the desk and keep it real. At the end of the night, I'm salty that I'm not ringside. Right. Right. And so we doing a production. Meeting. We doing a production meeting. We got all the way through. And we get to the last thing they wanted to talk about was the was the uh main event. And he said, and Sean's gonna go down ringside. And so I just sat there for a minute, like, cool. And then rest of the conversation, but nobody came back to what Sean's gonna be doing ringside. And so I said, uh, what am I am I gonna be working when I get ringside? Did y'all just want to give me a better view of the fight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, you're right. <laughs> They said you're gonna be down ringside calling it with Sergio and Chris and and Todd. And I was like blown away. I ain't say right. I ain't say shit. I ain't say, oh, okay, cool. I say nothing. I just kept my mouth shut because I was like, this is like, and from what I know about boxing, this is unheard of. You don't have four people sitting ringside calling the main event fight. It's just too many voices. And when I, you know, when I left the room, I was like, all right, there's too many voices. I'm the I'm the young one here, so you know. Let, let me get some Rorty, and I'll just I'll get in where I fit in, which is what I, I'm. As you can see, I'm pretty damn good at doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And and really though, man, at the end of the night, what I what I do with just about everything that I do is always like grade myself, just as if I was a fighter. So the same thing when we get done with this show, I'm gonna be probably cooking or cleaning or something like that, and just meditating on how everything went. And looking forward to how I can be better, how the show can be better, everything moving forward. But what I did recognize about the night was that 
it seemed like every it was enough space for me to just kind of fit in. Like it was it wasn't an issue whatsoever. And in my mind, I'm like, it's four people talking. Like I gotta shut my mouth. You know? Right, 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 right. I was able to fit in, and then my thing was, I like to pass the ball. That's how I play basketball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anytime I box, y'all always heard me say we, we, we. It was never I, 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 because I'm Facts. always all about teams. So my thing was like, let me get Sergio this dish right quick. You know, let me get Chris this dish right quick, and let them, you know, just kind of take over from there. But uh, the young man himself, King Rye, he didn't really like what he heard coming from me. So what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Ryan Garcia, that's my guy. What could he feel like? Okay, first of all, I want to say this though. <laughs> I've heard you commentate before on the Olympics. Do I yeah. have that wrong? Yeah, yeah. No, hey, look, yeah. you did a wonderful job there too. I don't know what Thank took you. people so damn long. All right, yeah. that's number one. <laughs> but number two, what did you point out? Because you were giving Ryan Garcia mad love, and I thought you were right on point. I thought it was too. He said, he said everybody, he thought everybody was for him except for me. He thought that I was hoping he would lose the fight. Maybe I shouldn't be saying these things because he deleted these tweets. But we we had like a tweeting conversation on Sunday um, when I was making my way back to Vegas and then making my way to L.A. We were kind of going back and forth in tweets. And he didn't like he didn't like my commentary. I don't know. OK, I, I can say this. I can say this. Of course, he's protecting himself. He's biased for himself. So yeah. can't really speak for Ryan. Yeah. For me as a boxing fan, just watching it, I thought you were pro the fight. So yeah. I was hearing things from you that I stole my damn self as a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is my damn job. But I'm yeah. everybody. I took stuff that you and and that's good. We gotta you know grow. So yeah. I took stuff from you and stuff that you point out. I said, well, damn. And positive things Duarte was doing. You know, positive things that Ryan was doing. And I do that myself, you know, on my commentary. I'm, but I'm a little bit more emotional. I'm losing my mind. Like, Duarte, jab. go And Ryan, yeah. I put money on Ryan. And I'm still like, brother, jab <laughs> to get in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What are you doing? Why you let him off the hook? Why you let him off the ropes? Yeah. But you pointed things out. You're probably the first one to be like, what the hell with the Tootsie Roll or the shoulder roll or whatever yeah. you're doing there. Yeah. So, but you point out good things there, too. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I don't know. And and I and I I we we went back and forth so many times on Twitter. Like I really expressed myself. I said, listen, man, I've been wanting to do this since I was 10, 11 years old. And and I always recognized that commentary was so one-sided. And I vowed that I would never be one-sided. So excuse me if I didn't make this, this was your promotion and your show and all that, and I didn't make it all about you. But that's not my job. My job is to enhance what's going on in the ring. Doesn't matter who's doing it. My job is to enhance what's going on in the ring. And so, bro, man, at the end of the night, I, I was I was completely satisfied. I shook every one of their hands and I told them, thank you for letting me be ringside with you. And then I tweeted it again the next day. I'm I'm so appreciative, number one, to God for allowing me to be who I am. And then right. these opportunities that just continue to come. And then it's like I go at them like like I fight. You know what I mean? And and uh, the, everything is really just truly working out for me. And, um, you know, the zone has really, I think at this point, they've really just kind of saluted the skills that I have. And they say, you know what? He's an asset. Let's bring him ringside for the main event. I hope they, I'm, I'm, I'm going, uh, I'm going out, um, for, uh, for, for Haney and, and Progray this weekend. So I'm hoping they do it again. Yeah. Two thumbs up, bro. And on the Thank real one, if you want to talk about biasness, um, I saw your commercial and you commentate. I'm like, wait a minute. He does. 
Yeah, I was in his flag. I was I was in the um in the dressing room and they had the uh the makeup artist, they don't know who we are, and I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And on TV was football playing, right? And so I'm down, I'm just like going over my notes and stuff. And the makeup lady says, Oh wow, you're on TV. I said, No, I ain't because I it was football on TV. I yeah. looked up and it was a commercial. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yes, they do still have this footage. I never get to see this footage. There it is. So I like that. I like that you're totally numb onto what you've been. I think that's going to keep you no. great, brother. For no. real. You I've can been, notice all that stuff when you retire. People have asked me so many times, has it ever got has it does it ever get old? Have, have, does it get annoying? I was like, it's it's new every single time somebody approaches me. I don't know that's why true. I'm made this way. But it's mm-hmm. I'm new every single time somebody approaches me, doesn't matter who they are. And and I and I love it. You know what I mean? So I had the opportunity to be sitting right there next to somebody who doesn't know who I am. And then they see a commercial of me. It was like kind of more so just validating the things that I've done to this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I give you tell you a beautiful or tell your audience a beautiful story about well, this is your audience exactly too, if, we, if we keeping it real? So huh? I, yeah, I said, well, this well, is well, y'all. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like most people get on the show waiting to see you on the show again. So there's <laughs> no, that. That's no, all up. But listen, listen. Yeah. You didn't know me from shit Very true. when we first met. Very true. And I had a headache, right? Oh, straight up? Yeah, I, <laughs> I had a headache. That. You don't remember that. So we were no. at a hotel. We were at the hotel. And I just met you. And yeah. I had a headache. And you went all the way up. To your room. Oh yeah. You oh me yeah. From the, remember that? Yeah, and you came down with Tylenol. <laughs> I said, "What the?" I mean, you were the. You know what I mean? You're the celebrity. You're the guy, and you went all the way upstairs, got the Tylenol, came. I said, "What?" Now, now, listen, because this is what we're supposed to do. It doesn't matter what what facet of life, what what you do in life. Like you said, you've watched think, watch me do my thing. And you said, you know what? I'm going to steal that. You know what? I'm going yeah. to flip that and make it mine. That's what yeah. we're supposed to do. We're, we're supposed to get better. And those around us, those that we appreciate, those that we admire are supposed to help us make us better. I went to China 2008 for the Olympic Games. And when I was, this is our very first day there. I was walking out of the room and I scraped my arm on the door. And it, it didn't bleed much, but I had a little blood. I'm waiting in line to get my food one by one, one by one. When I get to the counter, the man behind the counter, he just leaves and he comes back with a Band-Aid. And wow. he said, and, and I said, I, I didn't even realize I was bleeding. He said, you're right there. And I, was, I looked down and said, I said, wow, I went to, I went to get the Band-Aid from him. He says, he says, no, let me do it. So I, I said, yeah, wow. Cut your hands. I yep. said, wow. I said, wow. Like, this <laughs> is how they are in, the, in, in China. Mm-hmm. But I learned the lesson right there. You have to look after whoever it is that, that you're around when something's not right. You have to do, if it's in your power and your will, make it right. You know what I mean? So when you said you had a headache, I went right back up. I, I got it. Why wouldn't I? Man, that was crazy. That was but, crazy. I, I didn't expect that, brother. But had I not had that experience, I may not have grown and matured and knew to do that for you. You know what I mean? So, right, which going to happen for me. Anybody that pays, pays attention to what I say, what I do, I always tell people, uh, me as a fighter, I ain't nothing but a big mixing pot of a whole bunch of other fighters that I watched. Of course, with my own intangibles and, and God. And then, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't have been who I was 
if I hadn't seen Tim Bradley against Pravat Nagar. I wouldn't have been who I was if I hadn't have seen Marvin Hagler in the war against Tom, Tommy, uh, Thomas Hearns. You know what I mean? It's I'm a big mox, uh, melting pot of a whole bunch of other fighters. All the sparring sessions I did with Manny Pacquiao, me and my dad would go back to, to, the, to the room. We'd be like, yeah, we like the way he did this. We like the way he did that. Boom, boom, boom. And then you see me pivoting my ass I off. see it. I see <laughs> it. I didn't even think about it until you said it. Yeah. I see it, brother. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, I got you versus uh, Bradley, bro. Yeah, you, you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, even if y'all fought now. <laughs> I, I really, I want to let it go. But I do got to, I got to point out how Bradley just, he just backpedaled on it. Like it was never real at all. <laughs> right, right. In my mind, it was real. <laughs> right. Well, I, 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 thought, I thought it was real. I think everybody still brings that shit up, bro. Everybody. Especially when I was in Houston, everybody like, you going to get Bradley? You going to get Bradley? I'm like, right. he, he he don't want it. You know, no. he don't want it. Yeah. No, he don't want that, it. He and that fight would take place at, at 200 plus. So yeah, I think <laughs> the, the world would be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> no, you're not over 200 pounds. Huh? You're not over 200 pounds. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Let me, I'm a side front like I am. I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, work crazier things have happened. <laughs> Let's get into this episode, man. Um, I feel like the zone been rocking. Huh? I feel like the zone been rocking. Been rocking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The zone's the spot. Yeah. I want to go back just real quick. Uh, I did Red Owl Boxing, new promotional team, on Friday night right before the big fight on Saturday night. And I just want to remind everybody out there, starting in February, the last Friday of every month, Red Out Boxing, for the next seven months, every Friday, last Friday of the month, they're going to be putting on a promotion on the zone in Houston. To my best of my knowledge, the first ever boxing venue uh, built just for boxing is has been birthed down there in Houston. So they call it the Red, they call it the... Uh, the the owl's nest. That's what they call it. Wait, so, they call it the what? The owl's nest. Oh, the owl's nest. That's I need dope. to get story. I need to get backstory. I, I I was asking everybody, why do they call it Red Owl's Boxing? Don't nobody know why they why it's called Red Owl Boxing. Um, it's a it's a promotional team from Canada, and uh-huh. um, they wanted they brought it to America. They've been doing it. They've been doing these promotions in 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 Canada. For, for some time now and they got a great idea to bring it down here to 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 America um they they talk about what they want to do the fighters between 10 and 20 uh wins however many losses 10 to 20 fights those guys aren't the guys that are looked at you know and either considered to be on the big stage or if they are sometimes they're not the guy considered to be on the big stage so a lot like we saw in the past with PBC or excuse me, not PBC. Like like we saw in the past with um shoot now I'm now I'm losing the name on NBC. Um, oh. um uh, Friday night fights. No, on NBC with um Ring City, Ring oh, City. Yeah. So remember, Ring City was putting on blasters. Yeah. Like you know, and so they want to kind of mimic. I'm not say mimic that, but it will be reminiscent of what PB what uh what Ring City was able to to accomplish on NBC a couple just in the last couple of years. Well so. well look man that's gonna save boxing right when you say that the zone's been rocking that'll do it because yeah. listen if boxing is let me tell you where from my perspective where boxing kind of took a huge hit and that was when every fight was either Floyd Mayweather or Manny Pacquiao and it was pay-per-view. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? We yeah. to you have to get to know these fighters. I remember Tuesday night fights. I remember Friday night fights. This is what UFC got right. 
right? Yeah. When yeah. you see all these fighters coming up and then you're willing to pay the pay-per-view. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that just when you only are paying like buying the pay-per-view and you only want the main event, you kind of lose boxing and you kind of just go for the, the fighters. And people aren't looking mm -hmm. at the undercard. They don't know how good the undercard is. They don't know yeah. how bad the undercard is. They have no yeah. idea what's going on. So the zone got it absolutely right. I am pro this to have bring that back. If you can have boxing even more times, because yeah. I was watching bas boxing more than basketball when I was coming up because it mm. came on three times a week. Right? <laughs> so, man, the zone that that's absolutely beautiful from the zone. The zone is I really helping big time when it comes. To I sport. said when you see Showtime exiting sports and I, I want to make like make sure that 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 that's clear. Showtime is exiting sports. Right. Boxing isn't isn't losing Showtime. Showtime didn't fire boxing. Like, right. Let's get this clear. Right. But at the same time, now everybody's like, oh, boxing, what's going to happen to boxing? Well, first of all, that was PBC. That wasn't boxing. Right. PBC is going to find a home. I'm looking forward to seeing what that home is, and I look forward to being a part of it. Right. But the other side of that is I'm a freelancer. So I don't I don't mind telling the zone, like, yo, y'all need to be screaming, we the new home for boxing. Right. Before, before PBC blast off wherever they go, y'all right. need to be saying this is the home for boxing. Put that stake in there and then y'all keep doing what y'all doing and making it big and better. Well, well, let me ask you this. And I'm not sure if I'm crossing the damn line here. You are. Right? But yeah, I'm crossing <laughs> the line. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a line crosser. But listen, <laughs> I think why I would love for there to be one home, no matter what the promotion company is and stuff like that. You already got Golden Boy and Matchroom. It would just be Great. I've seen Floyd Mayweather fight on the zone. I saw it. Okay. Yeah, I saw yeah, him. Yeah. He fought <laughs> edge on the zone. I saw it with my own eyes. I'm saying if oh, that'd be just so I'm not gonna say anything but it I did. I was talking to the zone. I was talking to boxing bully uh Barack about um Max unboxing, and we know how good Max Kellerman is. Mm -hmm. Max Kellerman to me is the GOAT. Yeah, I'm great. 100%. I'm great friends with Jim Lampley. He said, call me Lamps. My guy Lamps, right after Lamps in my mind, even though I want to be the guy and I will be the guy someday. Mm -hmm. Max Kellerman is on a stratosphere like no other. 100%. You know what I'm saying? But the question was, why didn't Max, why didn't Max on boxing survive? Mm -hmm. It's too segregated. He, he's not allowed to talk about everybody. So you yeah. xing out a good fifteen to twenty stars, yeah. Because because this is ESPN, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I already know Max did the best he could to get as many as he could, but they just won't allow it. You know what I mean? Until we have one um one one umbrella, until we got this thing moving on all cylinders under one platform, where everybody understands that this is it, and we moving collectively. Boxing gonna be segregated, and it's only continue. To, it's gonna continue to hurt itself. Well, let's keep pushing forward, brother. Let's yes, bring sir. that energy, brother. Yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. And I know yes, somebody sir. like Max Kellerman who loves the sport as much as he does. It had to have been killing him because he don't just love top ranked fighters. He love them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it had to have been bugging the hell out of him. He had me on right after I fought Errol Spence Jr. And I know that they capped his time. Like he didn't get to do an entire show with me. Not right. that he wanted to do an entire show with me, but he just didn't have the freedom. And that freedom doesn't come because... That you know, it's only so far we can go. It's only so much we no, can do. Conflict whatever of interest. You, whatever you can keep Tank out of the top thirty at, at one thirty-five. <laughs> whatever. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's getting Tank obvious be, though. He should be on ESPN every other week. Let's be right. right. You know, right. He right. he's one of the guys. You know, right, same right, thing right. with Ryan Garcia. So let's get to yeah, we, let's get to the, the zone fights real quick. Okay.
Go ahead. Dude, what do you think about Ryan Garcia's performance against Duarte? All right, so here, let me say this. Chris Mannix had pointed out when he started doing that shoulder roll, had pointed out that he said he had a hurt rib after the fight against Tank Davis. And so the thing is, is the shoulder roll to protect the rib. Is or I can't I can't, I'm not even gonna call it the shoulder roll. That's too yeah, much that, respect that, for what he that's was doing. Too much respect. You're and, too and, respect. and I'm not showing off because it's you. And and I and I respect him and I appreciate him, but that move unrehearsed just didn't make sense. It's almost it's like a comedian. It was like a comedian that goes on stage without a complete set. You all over the place, bruh. We don't know when to laugh. We don't we we don't know when what's gonna happen with what you're setting up. You know? Wait, wait. I, I got a different perspective. A slightly different perspective. Oh. So, no, no, no. My question. I gotta ask the question. Okay, okay, go was, ahead. Did you think he was protecting the rib or did you think he's didn't want to get hit there? <laughs> no, I think. It was like an awkward dance where I don't think he was protecting the rib. I think it's just like if somebody's trying to dance and can't dance, like, hey, do the cabbage patch. Like, what the hell is he doing? Well, that's how he moved. I think that's how he was moving. And he it looked awkward because <laughs> he, he was doing the backwards cabbage patch. He wasn't doing it like he was he was going in. He was so listen, listen. I don't you're asking, hey, is he hurt? Is he no? I think that's how bad his shoulder roll was. Listen, he said he said he's never practiced that and and he just did it. Yeah. Yeah. He just did it. So with that in my mind, I'm a, this is what I translate that to. PTSD, and I don't want to get hit there. So unconsciously, I this is what what I'm gonna do so that I don't get hit there. I, I think he I just didn't, didn't want to get hit there. That. That, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I, I just I, think he I, didn't want to get hit there. I'm, well, here's here's my perspective on it. I think he was in danger no matter what. When I was mm. watching that fight, when he was at a distance, his offense was better, yes. But his defense wasn't that much better than the Tootsie Roll, bruh. When, and, you know, no disrespect, but I saw him get hit and do the same exact move he did against Luke Campbell. He pushed out both his hands, and he leaned straight back. And if Duarte was a half an inch deeper, he would have went to sleep. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That, so, that hook that he had through. Yeah. yeah. And Duarte yeah. was a big guy walking through his punches, walking him down. And I think it was scary from a distance. I think he felt a little bit of a safe zone inside, at least for the moment. Yeah. Even when it was a Tootsie Roll, at least for the moment. And then he went back on the distance and it threw Duarte off just enough to catch him. So it was kind of brilliant in a sense, kind of hiding all his flaws, his glaring flaws he had defensively. Yeah. Which he showed on the outside and the inside. In retrospect, just kind of thinking about it. And and, it's, and let me say this too. I want to, I want, I want this to be public. I hope we aren't saying anything that's going to hurt us getting an interview with him next week. I was trying to set something up with him next week and, it kind of is what it is if we don't get an interview at this point. But I just have to make this understood that I'm, and I told this, this is what I told Red Out Boxing. I told them, I said, I'm the cheat code. Anything y'all need to know, anything y'all want to know, how the business moves over here in the States, I'm your guy. Let I will give you what I know so that th what you guys do can be the best. I don't, I want to be a part of the best. 
I've agreed right. to pro- to commentate for you guys. The best thing that I could do is make sure that I cover my ass before I get ringside and y'all put people in the ring. Let me make sure that, you know, whatever I could offer, I'm the cheat code. I said, cool, right. no problem. So the same thing in this respect. I'm the cheat code because I've been here so many times. I'm the cheat code because I've been around so many other fighters that won't say something publicly, but will tell me in confidence or when it won't say something publicly, but then I hear them having another conversation. I'm like, oh, that's what you, that's what was really going on. You know what I mean? So saying all that to say, these move the, the movement that with with that pullback that he does with, with the extension of the hands, that's I don't want to get hit, but I don't have a defensive technique to not get hit. This is all muscle memory and athleticism. And this is what's worked so many times. So I'm going to do it. Pulling straight back with the hands out is probably the most amateur thing that a fighter can do outside of moving around a lot and or the punching with speed and no power. Those are amateur, amateur, probably the three most amateur things you could do in the boxing ring. Punch very fast without sitting down on any punches and and, and delivering some hard stuff. Um, Moving around the ring without knowing how to stop, drop drop punches, moving on the ring without knowing how to turn the guy and put him against the ropes and take advantage of those moments and things like that. And then the third most amateur thing you can do in the boxing ring, and there's, that's no order, but pulling straight back just like that. Any fighter you see doing that now, you go and look at his record. He either don't got a lot of fights or he just became a professional. You okay, don't so see who, who responsibility is that? Who is, is that Derrick James? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So guess what? Derek probably probably didn't see that in, in training. But but the other side of that, if he did, the other side of that is just what Ryan said. Oh, I, I never tried, I never trained to do that before. I just did it tonight. He did some shit the other night that he just don't do. Right. And when you do things that you don't normally do, it's signs that you are uncomfortable. It's signs that you are a little bit out of your mind for the sake of words, and you're you're just reacting, you're reactive. Right. You know what I mean? And then, you know, the thing that we know about life is called self-preservation. Whatever yeah. I can do to to pervert, preserve myself. And that was what he chose to do, you know? Okay. He has real power, though. Oh, 100. What? Real speed. Real power. So what, what I'm saying is he has gotten pretty far based on his God-given gifts. You know what I mean? He has gotten pretty far. And then there's there are fighters. We know a few with Prince Nazim. I mean, you know, a few oh, yeah. people who are just, you know, and then when that kind of my my favorite fighter ever, Roy Jones. I when he's gonna say Roy. Yeah, when those things kind of go just waver a little bit, or you go up against opposition that yeah. when Roy threw that punch and leaned back, most yeah. fighters he fought got shell shocked by his speed or whatever. Tarver said shit, and, and I don't know if it's because he fought him a million times in amateurs or what, whatever happened, he was comfortable. He <laughs> yeah. knew he was going to go all the way in and that Roy was going to lean all the way back, and mm-hmm. he knocked him out. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is I'm not sure of Ryan Garcia's level. Duarte looked dangerous, dangerous uh, Saturday. Roley, him calling out Roley makes sense. Right, Roley would be one of those guys that I think. I mean, we saw their sparring session. Is that the level Ryan's on until he start getting more time, just more and more time with Derek? I mean, he's young, but he's not a baby. 
I really need to know where is Ryan Garcia? I have a lot of hopes for him, but really, where is he? Here's here's one thing that I I know about fighters. When you win, winning helps you forget the mistakes. Winning uh, disguises what's wrong. And so a lot of times it takes a fighter losing a fight for him to really just stop, sit back, and really dissect himself and, you know, analyze himself and say, all right, yeah, I need to fix that. You know what I mean? So I really don't think it's a matter of him taking a loss. What I do think it is, which could be a humongous disconnect, but mentally he has to be able to connect to the things that are being taught. Once and my dad has said this about me too. I could teach it to you, but when we go to the ring on fight night, you can't leave that shit at the gym. What yeah. What are we working for? You got to take yeah. it to the to the fight. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. You know, you get you get you can be improving and less stellar, but there's a disconnect there. That disconnect is going to be mental. When you can perform, do things the way that they're supposed to be done in training, and then when you get into the fight, the heat, things like that, is the same thing as war. That person that forgets their technique is the person that dies in war. The person wow. who does not follow the script in war is the one who usually does not come back from the war. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's the same thing in this regard. And I think that that's why people really love this sport. Yeah. So so people been getting on Ryan Garcia for a statement he made. Um, and I like what you said about being in there and doing something different. Um, based on what happened in the ring that you probably didn't see or, or Derrick James didn't see while training. But Ryan says something that I actually, I can't help but to believe him. I wasn't in there, but it makes sense to me when he said that Duarte punched harder than Tank to him. The reason why I thought, and you've been in there, so that's why I just want to pick your brain, Sean, if you don't mind. It, it's yeah. because, you know, uh, for a clear example, Ali whipped Shaver's ass. But then Ali said Shavers was the hardest puncher he ever, not Foreman, not Frazier, who dropped his ass. He said Shavers, right? Yeah. He, that shit hurt. So yeah. he was, what Ryan was saying was Tank Davis' accuracy and his skill set dropped him. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't like his punches were painful. He said Duarte, he was like, shit. So did that make sense to you too? Because I know a lot of people are saying that everywhere, like he's capping, but I'm like, it, that may make makes sense. No, it makes sense. You got you got a one fighter in Tank Davis who ain't throwing 40, 50 punches around. And Duarte is throwing 30, 40 punches of power to yeah. the body. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, and, and that aggression too. You know what I mean? Mentally, it's like, shit, here it come, here it come. You know, mm -hmm. the embrace is a, a little bit different. Tank is the one that's gonna hit you with the stuff you don't see. You know what I mean? Right. The ones you don't don't see are the ones that don't hurt, but they get you out of there. You know what I mean? So that guy Tank is just he pinpoint accurate, and on top of that, you cannot you can't question his power because it gets the job done. I, I'm on record for saying this, and I even looked at I looked I looked at uh at Terrence. I'm I'm cooling with Terrence. Terrence looked at me, he said, "Hey, think he hit hard?" I said, "Man, come on now, you man, you know you don't feel that in the moment." He said, "Yeah, you're right," <laughs> but still he he didn't hit hard to me. But we don't feel it in the moment. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you got somebody that's banging on you like that and you can get through the, you getting through rounds, yeah, it's much different some, than somebody that just say, well, I know I need to hit you here. That's one. I need to hit you here. That's two. You drop, I dropped you. All right, cool. Next round, three, game over. You can't really compare the power there. You know? Right, right, right. 100%. Well, well Ryan Garcia is an exciting fighter. He, I, I, I think 100. he's 100. 
I think he's worth the money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, his flaws, the stuff that you want to joke on, his flash, his knockout power, right? Yeah. He doesn't look like a fighter. So you got a lot of people that's like, man, get this chump out of here. But then he fights like a beast. He could get dropped. He could get knocked out. It's like amazing. When he landed that hook, I was ringside and I seen Duarte's legs shake a little bit. And I was confused because I saw the hook land. I saw this little shake. I said, is he hurt? And then they turn this way. And you know, clearly this, this man is out on his feet. And then I'm like, how? Right. Right. It's, he got that hook is special, bro. Bro, did you see it? Did you see a tooth fly out? Somebody said they were in the crowd and his tooth flew. Flo- you didn't see a tooth fly out? No, man. Okay, all right. That ain't been reported, has it? <laughs> no, it hasn't been reported. It's just That's that I was texting by somebody who was That's who was pretty credible who was sitting in a, in a crowd. Oh, they was there? Yeah, they were there. And uh, said, dude, he knocked his tooth out. And I'm like, damn. I don't know. With his I don't know. I don't okay. Know. I don't know. I do know that that hook is, is, is special. And you're right. Like that's what makes Ryan so exciting. He's he's a special kid. He right. he he has charisma like no other. The charisma. So you say, oh shoot, that's it's cool. You could talk, but what about in the ring? Your charisma that you have outside of the ring is the same charisma you have in the ring. He lands the punch. They turn. He gets eye both eyes on Duarte and can see that Duarte is out, and he goes for it. That's a lot of fighters that don't see those moments. Don't feel those moments immediately when they happen. You know what I mean? And I thought that he was maybe a split second slow on it, but it just took him getting some space away from Duarte to see, like, this guy's hurt. And then right. he goes in for the kill. It's a lot of fighters that don't know how to finish, you know? Well, well, And I think that's what fans have to understand, man. I think, I call this the Floyd Mayweather effect, but I think the point... <laughs> At least from a fan's perspective, okay? You're the fighter, bro. You're the professional in there. You see things with different eyes and a different mind. My viewpoint is mostly from the fan's perspective. And for me, give me something entertaining to watch. I don't need for you to be dominant. I don't need for you to to be perfect. A lot of those perfect fights suck. To me, Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao suck. There's a lot of fights that (laughs) I've watched that's better than that. It was genius, right? But it wasn't entertaining. Okay. So I don't need, um, I would like Ryan to be better for Ryan's career, but for me as a fan, give me a show. He he said, he said that I was expecting him to be perfect on fight night. That's what he said, like in the in the back and forth that we had. He said, you know, he's expecting me to be perfect, something like that. I thought you were commentating what was happening. I I said, I've I said I've never been perfect ever in a fight. So I would never expect another fighter to be perfect. Right. It's, in, it's almost impossible to be perfect. Tank Davis ain't perfect. Right. A hell of a record. Some, some awesome ass highlights. Right. But you can still find some imperfections in his shit along the way. And his career and how his career is managed. And you can criticize people for a <laughs> lot of things. And here's my thing. I'm not perfect. Right. Yeah. I don't want to see a bunch of perfect people. I want to see people yeah. I can relate to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, <laughs> show me a flaw, fall, get up, so I can know that in life when I fall, I can get hold up. up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if I just, if I stutter on the next zone show, you gonna sit back like, all right, cool, he started. It's all right. It's yeah, all right. yes, Lord. <laughs> if I started, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can it stutter just on me. TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what to look like. It's not that bad. I saw Sean Porter stutter. It ain't just me. What right. about Schofield? What about Schofield? 
listen, man, a lot of people were saying that he looked like you, bro. And that, yeah, that no, was I was hearing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. his his opponent, I mean, you know, but what I yeah, like was this, right. But that's yeah. what I like. Yeah. When you have somebody where you're supposed to dominate, dominate. Mm -hmm. And that's what he gave us. So mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. And it was action-packed. He ran over him like he should. When Mike Tyson was coming up, when somebody was not supposed to share the same ring with him, he got him the hell out of there. And mm -hmm. so he, you know, met our expectations, and it was still great to watch. And came right back. So Schofield yep. should be back in the ring February. That's what I'm saying. Listen, those fighters fighting more often, man, getting their names out there and just getting better. I used to say that all the time about everybody. Bubu Andre, love him like a play cousin, but Bubu Andre wanting Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez was busy as shit, and he was the guy that you were looking to fight. But while you sat back waiting on Canelo Alvarez, you weren't getting better. This guy is above you and getting better and better and better. Staying busy, ring time is everything. I mean, at least mm -hmm. from my observation. Mm -hmm. So, hey, look, much love to Floyd, man. I'm all the way behind him. The thing, the thing with uh, getting in the ring on fight night is, yeah, fight night matters, but it's the training camp that gets you ready for the fight night. You know what I mean? So that's the thing I think that people don't understand when we, for me, if I'm telling, if I'm saying, yo, you need to be fighting four times a year, I understand you in camp. That's a good nine ten months you you've done camp this year so you've gotten better and better and better see people think that it's just these four fights i'm supposed right. to get better in these four fights no you're supposed to get better in these four camps so that's a good wow. what's that two months that's a good eight months that you that you take getting better not taking off just chilling just cooling you know what i mean like, it's, it's too not many just fighters fight the training camp and all the different styles you're preparing for and that yeah. you know getting closer with your team and being humbled and you know you know who backs that who backs that up is um it's Tim uh Tim Zoo. Tim fought Tim fought three times this year. Three camps this year. I think all three camps if not two of the three camps were in were in America. So he's training again that's 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 he's getting better. And that's yeah. how you get better. It's not the fight that gets you better. It's it, it's all of it, and it starts with the camp. Yeah, and look, trust the fan because the fans are looking at Tim Zoo like you're the truth. Because Tim Zoo, we all know he wanted Jamel Charlo, but when he wasn't getting Jamel Charlo, he was getting busy. So, man, bro, the fans love. I mean, believe, have faith in the fans too. The fans going to love you for your activity. Yeah, the fan. You're right, and and to to your point of what you said when we first started the show, people need to get connected to us or to 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 them. I'm retired. Right. People need to get get, get connected <laughs> all right, to all right, the fight. All right, Sean. All right, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Shane. Uh huh. What about what it? you? Think what you think about Shane? I mean, brother. Do do you, do you want to, you want to change change this? So no. Next subject. I think no, it took no, no. too long. I think it took too long. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, you know what the problem is? Let me tell you the problem. His father is one of my favorite fighters I've ever seen in my life. The guy, especially at lightweight, the guy was just damn tremendous, man. And and yo, you know he, his son Shane Mosley Jr. When you look at him, it looks like. He has more physical attributes than his father. So I'm like, okay, you got that DNA. 
and you got more physical attributes than shit, bro. You should yeah. be putting these people out, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, he did his job. He did a he did a good job. You know who he reminds me of? I'm gonna tell you. Um, Wash Ali Wash. What? Oh man! No, 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 let me Explain tell you why. it. Yeah. Let me tell you why. When you got that Ali name, right? And you got hammer dynamite heavy hand hands, right? You're jabbing, you're sticking and moving. He's had enough performances where it's like, damn, man. Like, I like him, but at the same time, it's like, all right, he's his own fighter, bro. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, wrong, wrong, wrong. And yeah. that's, that's how I felt. How did you feel about Oh, him? I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, and I tweeted this. I think that's, that Shane fights lazy. Um, I, I, what I tweeted was that he underperforms. Um, I think he, he boxes to the level of his competition. Um, I think that, um, there's no true game plan fight by fight. And it's like, you know, again, I know that this, they, this guy came in three weeks notice or whatever, but my dad's thing was, I'm going to get you ready. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, they got to deal with you. And right. I think that if you get Shane to the point that he should be performing at, I like to see Shane throwing 60 punches around, 70 punches around, starting with the jab, the double jab in the right hand. He need to be going jab to the head, jab to the body. He need to be standing up the big right hand and the left hook. Yeah. What? <laughs> he, he, I mean, he's still well, a prospect. He's still a prospect, brother. Not I, I mean, this ain't shit on Shane Day, but I'm just saying, I've been seeing this man for a long time. Yeah, he's not supposed to be a prospect. He's supposed to be a contender. But he is a prospect. Because he underperforms. Bet. He got he got the job done, but by my estimation, it took two, if not three more rounds than it should have taken. Right. Um, and again, like, and I, I like to think that I fought a little bit more like Shane Sr. in the respect that I started fast, I ended fast. 100%. So, and I think that that, for me, when I don't see a fighter start fast, I'm like, all right, cool. What you waiting on? <laughs> you know? Right, I, right. I, to me, there was no filling out process. The filling out process was me touching you and finding out what I need to do to keep touching you and finding out what you're going to do to touch me and go, my go, go. Man, my <laughs> man had nothing to give. The door was wide open. He had nothing to give, brother. He was just, I'm like, yo, get him out of there. I'm telling you, not for nothing. When I was doing the live, my live stream commentary, we start talking about other shit. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to Ed <laughs> for, because I was but once again that's because I'm I'm a little too hard on the brother because I was such a huge fan of his father I guess but yeah. I've been seeing him for a while I've been following my, Shane my dad I ain't gonna put his business in the street but he got some nice cars my dad uh -huh. and when he drives his cars the other day I thought I got on the, I thought I got on the highway but like right. We were turn. I thought this was him. It wasn't even him, but we was turning on together, and I got over in the middle of both lanes so that he couldn't pass me. You know what I mean? Like, and right, right, got, right, right. He got a high performance car that's going, and I just knew like once the once the highway opened up, he gone. Right, right. So, so when I get on, I'm I push it, boom, and I'm right. expecting him to just haul ass and get past me in three seconds, right? And so I slowed down. Like I was like, oh, he he must don't work this, want this work. Come to uh -huh. find out, it wasn't even him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but that's your mindset. I can't, I can't. But yeah, I got where I was going. And I was like, yo, that wasn't even you. He said, no, nah, that wasn't me. But that's yeah. how my dad drives his cars, right? Which is why I still thought it was him because my dad don't. He don't just 
the car looked like it's supposed to do what it's supposed to do. Right. Shane looked like he's supposed to do what we yep. know he's supposed to do. And then yep. it just, the car just don't take off. And it's like, yeah, yo, what yep. gear are you in? Why are you in yep. this low gear? You are yep. capable of so much more. And by the time he did what we expected, I was nobody I cared was over anymore. Yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, I, I'm and sorry. I will say this. I will say this. And then I want to get to next week and then we can wrap okay. this up. But okay. I've sparred with Shane. I sparred with Shane when he was uh when he was on the contender show. Pre- when he did prepare for who? Uh prepare for Brandon Adams. It was the it was oh. the championship fight. It was uh-huh. the championship fight. And they brought me in to prepare to to you know just to work with Shane, blah, 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 blah. And I know Shane got it. You know, Mike Tyson said something like that once. He said there are guys that used to kick his ass in sparring, but for some reason on fight night, that wasn't the same guy. I'm not going to coin Shane. I probably I should I'm gonna say it because I don't know if people know this 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 uh term. So I will say it, but I'm not I'm not coining Shane say it a again, gym brother. fighter. I am not coining Shane a gym fighter. However, there are fighters who are comfortable training. They're comfortable with the hair on. They're comfortable knowing, yo, if anything goes awry, everything's going to be okay. We're going to stop. We're going to take our time. You know, fighters that know, hey, this is only 80%. It's okay. And I'm not saying that that's Shane, but I've seen Shane do some shit in training. And I'm like, yo, this dude. Dude, dope. Uh, yeah. So yeah. What, 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 flip, what flips the switch on? What what and shout out to Ant. What Ant believes is that the the, the competition is what flips the switch. Off. Oh, okay, you did say that. Which which could one hundred percent be the, the be the situation here. All yeah. I know is when his flip is switched, he's yeah. trouble for Mungia. He's trouble for a uh, couple of those other guys at one sixty. I think he's trouble right. now. I think he's trouble for Jamel Jamal Charlo at this point. Yeah. You know Jam- Jamel yeah. as well. He's trouble yeah. for those guys as yeah. long as he's mo- running his hands. And using defense, he does. He does lack some defense too, you know. Right. But um, but he can he can be exciting. Instant. He's he, the marketing is instant for him, you know. One hundred percent. He's holding himself. He's holding okay. himself back. So okay. holding himself I'm with back. you on that. I'm with yeah. you on that. But nonetheless, you know, I shout him out, man. That's I, he's a great a great guy, you know. I'm sure. I just want to see more in the ring. Got to see more in the ring from him. Hey, hey, why do we always got to say no diss? He's a great guy. <laughs> Love you like a play good. <laughs> why? Why even go there? I should just. I should just close it. Why even go there? <laughs> why even go there? <laughs> yeah. Regis Pro Gray, Devin Haney. The time is now. We a couple yeah, days away. What, what do you think about this fight, man? What you think? Hey, I'm. I'm gonna put about two grand on Haney knocking him out, man. Damn, somebody said that to me on Saturday night. They what? said, yo, should I bet on Haney knocking out? She says, no, they said, I want to bet on Haney knocking out uh, Regis. I said, no, that ain't going to happen. They said, yes. Um, who, who who else said that? Somebody was another fighter in the building that said that it wouldn't happen. I said, you know, Haney ain't going to knock him out. Bro, I think, I think the odds are good. And I think the probability... Let me be careful because y'all going <laughs> shit on me. You're <laughs> right. Haney ain't been punching through a wet paper bag. But I'm thinking that may be contributed to him being 135, kind of weight drain, kind of small. I've heard fighters say, so I got to, you know, come to you on this. I've heard fighters say 
that their power can go up better with him them going i saw shakur stevenson knock out yoshino i saw yeah. evander holyfield go up to heavyweight and do his damn thing i've yeah. seen fighters care manny pacquiao i remember floyd yeah. saying oh he wasn't knocking out people and you know whatever uh, scab booger weight but then he moves up and he and he got power all of a sudden well yeah. i'm saying you know you grow into your body your man's strength and he's been fighting a couple of years at boy weight when he was a man you yeah. know i'm thinking haney may come up to 140 regis pro grade wow. that dude that dude is a is one hell of a fighter. I saw his fight with Josh Taylor and all his other performances, right? Yeah. I think Dave, Devin Haney wins if he do if he moves himself. But I think Haney can go forward and Regis got some holes. And with Regis trying to be the bully, Haney with his body, long arms, and that man strength at the man weight, he can mess around and, and clip him. Yeah, does, does this, do you think this fight looks a little bit like that Cambosis fight? Oh, God. I never even thought about that. And I think. I didn't think I about think it till just now. One. Yeah, that's a I good one, right? That's a good one. That's a very good comparison. Because yeah. because Regis is he's strong and he's explosive, but Regis don't really work a lot from the outside. He wants to get close to you and then he wants to let it rip. Huh? Isn't that something? So I mean, but that doesn't mean that Devin Haney jabs him all night and dip to one side all night. You know. Devin Haney, Devin Haney to me is doing everything right to me. And, yeah. and this is what I mean. Devin Haney has been undisputed, been the champion, but he's moving around his career. Once again, I may give him the Sean Porter Award because he's moving around. He's moving <laughs> forward about like the, the Sean challenger. Porter Award. Bro, Sean Porter, listen. I heard about that award. Champion, <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were when you were champion, you were fighting and moving like the champ, like the challenger. Yeah. Yeah. When you Haney was undisputed and walked in the ring on Loma and called Loma out. Yeah. The type of experience he's getting, which I think Loma won the fight, but nonetheless, <laughs> the type of experience he's getting, man, he may be a better fighter than he was against Cambosis when he fight Regis, though Regis is a, is a good, you know, you can relate them. You can compare him to Cambosis. Cambosis is pretty good. I think so. I think you can compare the two. The, I think the makeup is maybe just a little bit different where um Regis might be a little bit more um like like mentally strong and 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 may have a little uh, like I, I I hate to say more heart but like not willing to just concede and ah uh, there's too much speed ah uh, it's too much movement ah uh, I can't catch him I think Regis will, will bust through those walls those are walls that are presented in the ring. You know, you got to bust through those walls. We saw Cambosis. He didn't bust through that wall in the first fight. He tried to in the second fight and just didn't get the job done. It was Devin Haney. It's right, 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 right. You know, <laughs> so, but, but, but this is, I, I, this is what I told Ant just yesterday. I said, I said, let's flip the switch right here. Let's, let's flip this whole scenario. I said, what if Regis came out the first three to four rounds, maybe four rounds and just bum rush Haney? Roughed him up, made it, made it an ugly fight, took control, and won all four rounds. And and Haney and in the whole arena, everybody know clearly that Haney's down. And then he comes out and he just stands in the middle of the ring, or he starts to retreat and move a little bit. And you make the fighter that's used to fighting off of his both feet, because Haney is fast on his front foot, but he's quick to move. So he's a he he fights on his back foot, but he's but he knows how to. That in and out. Right. But you got a fighter now that is forced to go forward. He did it against Lomachenko, but Loma's a small, a small guy. There wasn't resistance there. 
And on top of that, I don't think they were worried about anything that that Loma was going to bring. Whereas Progre here, now you up, you you down for for O to Progre who's strong and waiting on you, waiting to drop a bomb, you know. And so I was like, you know what? For the sake of, how about this scenario right here? What happens if Regis, if 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 Haney goes down early in this fight? Do we get do we see a different version of Haney, or does Haney stay the same and just try to make it work? I think he stay. I think he stays the same, and I yeah. I think Haney. That's the thing about being a champion and fighting Omachenko and and fighting Cambosis overseas twice and stuff like that. You start thinking like a champion. What did Teddy Atlas say? You become thirty percent better. It's almost like Devin Haney. I think he'll just be patient, like Floyd did against Zab Judah. Like Regis Progre is going to fall apart. I think that's yeah. the moment. Okay, now you know he's it, just this this scenario hypothetically. If he's up for oh, let's see if he can do it for the rest of the fight. Let's see if he can do it for eight more rounds. I think mm-hmm. let me stay the same and see if he can do it for the rest. That's that's <laughs> the cheat code you have when yeah. you've been champion and you've been doing what what Haney is doing right now at the momentum that he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I think Haney doesn't get rattled, but I'm gonna give you a different situation. What if Regis Progre, because I'm looking at them talk to each other and I'm body body language and all those things. I think both of those guys believe 100% in what they're saying. Regis Progre does not respect Haney as a physical being. At least physically, you can't kick my ass. If you think about his attitude and what he's saying, you've been homeschooled, this and this, never been on the streets, you can't kick my ass, right? What if he goes in there because Haney is very like, okay, Haney knows something. What if Haney is bigger? What if he's stronger? What if he goes in there and he can't make Haney go back? Maybe what if Haney's punching his jabs and his right is just stiffer? And his maybe it's like, holy shit. That could maybe be the best case scenario. That's the best case scenario. That for- could actually be the best case scenario because I I I I I I practically have no doubt. For me, I didn't give a damn how big he was. I I didn't give a damn what was across the ring for me. Like I in the moment, I didn't give a damn. But there's a lot of fighters that will look and say, "Oh, he's he's bigger than I thought he was gonna be." Haney's gonna be way bigger than than yeah. than Regis expects him to be. Haney will be 55 on fight night. Yeah. So and so what's- and a 55 that can operate at 155 pounds. I mean, you're looking at him. He's shredded. He's shredded, yeah. bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So what do you think about my money, man? My two thousand dollars. I don't think, think your money's safe. I don't think your safe. money's safe. And I'm not saying that the man, the kid, can't punch. I'm saying that my um, money ain't safe. That's what I'm saying. Because it's speed. It's speed on. It's speed. It's speed make power. So you know, I I I I get disrespected for Haney when people say he ain't got power. Because I'm like, I know that shit sting. Yeah, right, right. It, it may not drop you, but it sting. Right, right. I, that's what I say about Floyd Mayweather. Go get him. There's a reason why Canelo didn't just run after him. There's a reason why Berto didn't just run after him. There's a reason why people stop. Now, he ain't knocking everybody <laughs> out, but there's a reason why people stop, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the reason why yeah. Shane Mosley said, oh, wait a minute. When Floyd starts stepping up, making a mess and shit, that was yeah. it. He had that spark yeah. when he started, but then he was garbage yeah. for the rest of the fight. Yeah, so there's a so, thing there. I just don't think it's enough to, to, to I think Regis got to quit. And I don't think he can make Regis quit. Regis, this ain't, I don't think it's going to be so bad that he on the stool and they wave it off or nothing like that. I think it could be competitive. I think it's going to be a competitive fight, but 
I don't think it'll get into a position. I can see Haney getting 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 uh getting put in the dangerous position before I can yeah, see yeah, Regis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm almost 100% sure Regis rocks his ass though. I'm almost 100 percent sure that, that <laughs> Haney got gets baby legs. <laughs> you, said, you said that like you like you looking forward to it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I want some drama. I definitely want some drama. I do. I I'm pretty sure Regis. He's too good of a fighter. He punched too damn hard. He's fast. He got the right attitude. That yeah. attitude is something else, bro. Yeah. I, and I've seen Devin Haney on Bambi legs before. Lenaris is one hell of a fighter, though. But that, still, yeah. his Bambi yeah, yeah, legs yeah. was bad. For like two rounds, he was clinching. Yeah. So yeah. Regis Pro Gray, yo, I think he, uh, yo, at 140, yo, I, 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 I'm expecting Haney to have Bambi legs. But you expect Haney to win the fight? Yes, 100%. Perc- you got to put a percentage on it, then we'll move I'm, on. I'm, okay, I'm about 98% sure that Haney has a clear road to victory. If you look so, at Regis Progray last fight, stick and move. He has is a that clear, like a, a boring yeah. way to win at a yeah. high clip. Is that is that the same as me saying 60-40 for 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 uh for Haney? Is that 98%? No. And it's not the same. <laughs> what, per, what percentage is that for me? No, I, I, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> it, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel the same. It feels the same to me. <laughs> you know what? For some strange reason, I get that. I, I, I get why it feels the same. Here's what's funny about what, what just happened right here. I was thinking in my head, like, that feels the same to me. You said, that doesn't feel the same. <laughs> I, said, I said, no, it feels the same to me. Right. So right. I, I got 60-40, I got Haney. I think it's too much speed. I think it's just too much speed all night. And I think that it's, it's just going to be what it's going to be. Brother, what the hell? 60-40 feels like 50-50 to me. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, 60-40, right? That's, That's I, mean, I mean, the math is right. Shots. Shots. You got this as a very close ass fight. That'd be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, well, so what, what? What are you saying? You, you have a true like game plan, like what Regis does to say, he word. Do I think that Regis could come up with a game plan that could defeat Devin Haney? Yes. I think that game plan should revolve around roughing Danny, Devin Haney up. Um and 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 being real real strong and physical, you gotta be strong and physical against Haney. Man, you you put me on pause because I'm gonna tell you, brother. You let me know that I shitted my money down the drain. Oh, you already bet at that? No, I'm talking about when for Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. You brought me to the side, bro. Told you that. I, I know, but I already bet. And I was like, oh, okay. yeah. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was depressed for you. I was like, I said, I kept asking you, you already bet that? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. I asked you about a good three more times. You, you already bet that? You can't get a refund? <laughs> and then you're like, well, well, you, well, you know, you, and you looked at me with all the love of the world. You know, Terrence Crawford gonna win this one, right? Yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you one more question before we go? Yeah, yeah. Um, how? How the hell? Because I, I'm my motto is to help make boxing number one sport in the world. How the hell can I try to get people to be excited about Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford too without bringing up a conspiracy? 
Well, I mean, I, I think it's, it still remains to be seen whether or not that fight happens at 154 pounds, correct? Correct. I think the fight needs to happen at 154 pounds. That's I do. I think so, if so it happens at 150... we saw, you think... I don't blame it. the weight. I don't blame the weight. I'm, say, I'm saying that from a standpoint of... I just don't think that there's enough validation in this win. No matter how bad that ass whooping was, there's no validation in it because people start talking and when one person hear one person say one thing they all just jump on the train and the train is he was he was he was sucked up he was drawn out he ain't had no energy he was weak did you see his eyes blah 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 you got to get rid of rid of that that narrative and the only way to do that is by going to 154 pounds no excuses yeah. right people doubt people have doubt mm -hmm. that's how that now yeah. when I go on my promotion train yeah I'm taking Hope, some of that. I'm I was going to say, hopefully I'm around. Hopefully I'm around. Yeah, 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 yeah. In I'm spirit. taking you coming up. I'm around in spirit. You coming with me, dog. <laughs> I'm around in spirit. <laughs> a lot of yes, way. Yes, sir. Yep. Listen, man, before we get out of here, um, we I'm going to go with the motivation that we went with uh, just, just yesterday. Shout out to Ant. Listen, we went to uh, LA just yesterday, and we did a show. We covered the celebrity basketball game that went on out there in LA, the Watsons hosted a celebrity basketball game under the uh, life driven foundation. You guys, uh, lifedriven.org, I believe is the website. Check it out. Found a fantastic or a foundation um, that surrounds giving back to those who have beat cancer, uh, cancer survivors. Um, and um, they also like this, this uh, charity event they just did, uh, toy drive. You got into the arena if you brought toys and and or donated money. So that's that's what they do, man. One hundred percent of the proceeds go go to kids, and 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 the list goes on. Those are the Watsons are a special people. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to think that the Porters are special, and I definitely feel like the Watsons are special. If you could see how many black people was at this event yesterday, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say this. My very first amateur boxing match, I was eight years old. I had the very, I was the number one fight that night. My brother, nine years old, he was the third fight that night. After my brother's fight, the fourth fight is in the ring. And before that, I think before the fight even happened, somebody pulled out a gun and started shooting. Damn. That is, I'm eight years old. You're and I'm at, and I'm, I'm just at an amateur boxing show in Cleveland, Ohio. And that happens. So when you get as many black people in one, uh, uh, arena once one gymnasium the way that the Watsons do and I've seen them do this so many times. The one of the one of the other events I went to it was a celebrity softball game. The Fox was there. Um, Terrell Owens was there. Uh, comedians, actors, the whole nine, everybody was there. They had people show up that that wasn't even invited. <laughs> that just mm. heard through the grapevine, but nothing popped off. Respect. It's something about these Watsons and it's something about the way that they do what they do. They command respect. They command love and they command those around them to just act like they got some sense. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I want to leave this as motivation today, man. I had you on the show today. We, when I met you, I didn't know you from nobody else. We ended up kicking it the entire weekend. We exchanged numbers. We've been we've been communicating ever since. We we about to go into a business venture together yeah. re relatively soon. I'm looking forward to everything. I didn't know you, and and I didn't know I didn't know what you did. So when I first seen what you did, I was like, 
but I got to respect you because of who you are and what you do. I just, I, I love you and I respect you for who you are and what you do. So I'm going to say what Ann said, and this will be the, this is motivation from the Porterway podcast today. Treat the person next to you, treat the person across from you, treat the person you don't know, treat that bum on the street, treat the, the, the person taking your order at McDonald's, treat all of them like they, your mama, your sister, your brother, your cousin, treat them all with respect, treat them all with, with, with love. That way, when a whole bunch of black people come together, we lead together the way we came. In peace. This is the port away. Thank you for joining the podcast, my man. Man, thanks for bringing me on, man. You got to come yeah. on over to the uh, the war room, brother. I need I need to come in there, man. I need to be yeah, in yeah, Chicago. So, yeah, we're going to make that happen. We're going to make bet. that happen. We're going to talk offline. Yeah, yeah, bet, bet, bet. This is the port away. <laughs>